0: A beautiful Saturday morning, 1104, and back with the Dr. Payne Show. Dr. Lewis here taking your phone calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Have issues? We'd love to talk about them. Welcome back. Welcome back, buddy. Thanks, man. Oh, I was, I've was. i been here. Well, I haven't seen you, so it's welcome <laughs> back to uh, to us here happening. Uh, we're sort of happy to have you back. Yeah. you yeah. It'll get better with time. How was it? Good? I was in Morocco for a week. Very nice. Different culture. Yeah. Wicked culture, the world is a different place. You got to see it. It, it. We were commenting before the uh, before we went on air that uh, my brother in law's family's Moroccan, sweetest family, sweetest people you'd ever meet in the world, and their houses are, they're 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 big on the inside, but on the outside they're very inconspicuous, and, and the kitchens are like literally it's a, you know two feet of counter space with a single little sink, a little stove, little gas stove. And it works. And a small fridge. And these people are producing food for 12, 13 people three times a day. And they demand you come and eat and enjoy and break bread and fresh lamb and vegetables. North America, yeah. $80,000 $80, kitchens in people's houses oh, and yeah. nobody cooks.
1: We we have a different it's, it's funny, like, you know, this being a healthcare related show. But even when you look at the culture from a healthcare perspective mm-hmm. around the world, my family's Italian descent. So, um, you know, when I've gone back to Italy, there's the the average person in Italy i find anyways because i can't comment on every place so much more educated on healthcare and proper management like you know when we've ran, when we've talked about here about when to use an urgent care center when to go to your yeah. family doctor when do you go to your physiotherapist even over the counter medications the average person just so well versed and i don't know if it's a cultural thing where it's passed down from parents to the children in terms of understanding these things but we we do it's sort of analogous to what you're saying north america just seems to be different more more entitlement that happens here and where you think there should be someone doing something for you but you're absolutely right you got kitchens here that are a thousand square feet and, and they're not being used and then you go to a local restaurant and they got 300 square feet of kitchen and they're pumping out um,
0: incredible, incredible yeah, it's meals. Just,
1: it's a to- totally different world. It's a, it's incredible, and I I think it's very good to, as you were saying, to travel and. And, and get exposed to the reality out there. Mm-hmm. What, what? And you know, in traveling, you also see what's great about our country, too, oh, right? Like the, yeah. don't don't. We're not we're not sitting here saying yeah. that. No, that I'm Canada, not moving tomorrow. No, 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 no. This is a a great country, and there's a lot of great things that we have. Um, but I think it's the point that we could always get better. And, and Greg was talking a lot on his show about the car industry, how we could all, or, or the car industry can always improve, and healthcare is no different. Right? We we can always be improving, and there's a lot of things that are done wrong, and some of it is grassroots where people just don't understand. Right. The other parts are systemic where the policies that we have in place are probably not the best policies. And that's why we're here, why we do this platform, why we do this show to sh- um, shed light on those things, and, and how do we... How do we go about a change, whether it's in the shift of the way people think and understand things? And that's what we've been trying to do here. Like, you know, something as simple as I think most of our listeners would now know, if I said, does degenerative disc disease matter on an x-ray? Most people would know that if they've listened to me. Well, no, it depends. Right. It's clinical. Like, you got to correlate it where, you know, the the common misconception is that, yeah, and I had a person yesterday. Oh, yeah, I, I was told I have arthritis in my back. I have degenerative disc disease. How old are you? 71. What kind of de- degenerative disc disease? Moderate. Yeah, well... No, welcome, welcome to, welcome to the, 71. Welcome to the party. Like, that, yeah. is, that is normal. And some people, yes, will have more than others. But what we're looking at is, does it correlate? Because we know very, very well that if you have... Arthritis on an image that doesn't mean you have pain. And if we do random trials or random diagnostic testing on on a hundred people, fifty percent of those people will have some type of moderate osteoarthritis. Right. Not the same fifty percent have pain. So we need to correlate that stuff clinically.
0: It is eleven oh eight here, Doctor Payne. Show right into the calls is where we like to go. Tony, thanks for uh, thanks for chiming in early. How are you? Fine, thank you. Good. What's going on with you? I'd
2: uh, like to meet Doctor Lily. About two and a half months ago, I, I slipped and uh, I twisted my knee. Mm-hmm. and I went to the hospital and they took the x-ray and they, they couldn't see nothing. So they asked me to have an MRI. Right. In the, in the meantime, I've been going to the fracture clinic every month to, to see the, the doctor there.
3: Yeah.
2: I, I went uh, last week and I uh, brought my MRI disc and they checked and they said, I have a torn ligament on my knee and I'm, I might need uh, a knee replacement
1: i said i don't know about that a a knee replacement in terms of replacing the bone or or repairing the torn ligament Uh, i
2: don't know you didn't explain that to
1: me yeah well that that that's what i would want to understand right so so you know commonly if someone has a torn ligament you would go in and, and repair the ligament now it also depends on other things if there's a significant amount of osteoarthritis in there then maybe what they're thinking is well repairing the ligament isn't likely to provide much solution if this person has significant arthritis. And so maybe a knee replacement is the option. But, you know, Tony, this is the example where I, I can talk to you on the show, we can have a dialogue, and I and I can talk about these things generally, but the only way for me oh, to really God. know, to comment, should you be doing something or not be doing something, is is for me to assess you, to, to go through a complete history, physical exam, review everything, and, and try to piece together, well, what's the thinking pattern here? I would also encourage you that... You know, you should be asking those doctors these questions. Well, what? Why would you replace my knee if I have a torn ligament? Like, where's? I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm just saying I would want to understand why. Why is yeah, that being suggested?
2: That's, that's why I, I couldn't. You know, I then then back to the doctor. There, he says, come back in two months. I mean, you know.
1: Yeah, so I mean, you don't have to wait two months to see me. So that's the good news. If you come see me, we, we'll take a look at everything now. You said you do not have a fracture, but yet you were going back to the fracture clinic? Uh,
2: yeah, the, the guy wants me to, to come back there every month. I go there, he looks on my knee, looks, says, okay, come back next month. Right. You know, and now he told me to come back in two months. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I, I heard you talk about this you know, injection, take the blood without help.
1: That depends, right? Like that's, that's a common question, what you just said there. Does something help? I don't know if it'll help you. Does it help in general with people who have osteoarthritis? Like I can give you an answer based on research. Yeah, absolutely. It can help decrease inflammation with people who have osteoarthritis mild to moderate but can i answer over the radio can this help you with your problem i don't know that that that's that that is where i need to assess somebody in order to determine to to go through the extent of what an examination process is to understand the 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 risks, the benefits um if it's likely to work so could it work for osteoarthritis yes could it work for your osteoarthritis or your torn ligaments i have no idea i would have to assess you
2: all right,
0: Okay. Okay. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate that. One eight five 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 five. Doctor Lou. D-R-L-O-U, info at paincarecanada.com. Back to your phone calls. I see you there, Vincent. Hang on. And for you as well, plenty of time. Just getting uh, warmed up here. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Dr. Pain Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And we have relabeled things to the Greg Carrasco Show. Greg will be talking about knees. And uh...
1: Jeez, look at this. That mistake never happens on the Greg Carrasco show, eh? <laughs> <I>? The <This is laughs> Dr. Pain Doct- Pain show. Yeah, there's never the Dr. Payne show. It's okay. I wonder if Greg listens to the show. I listen to his show. If he's listening, he should call right now. That th- would prove if he's
0: listening. I think he snuck over when Jody was in the... Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Much better. This is the employment hour with Lee. yeah exactly <laughs> everyone benefits from this the hour. John Opley show <laughs> Vincent how are you pal
1: I'm doing great I love you guys show thank you Thanks, man. thank you
0: um,
4: What's going I got just just a quick uh, a quick thing um, first of all I'm I'm extremely flat footed okay and over the last probably I'd say year I've gotten just my feet feel like they're asleep all the time they're tingling all the time okay so I've been tested for diabetes and yeah. that's a negative. My my family doctor was, was insisting that maybe it was nerve damage caused from smoking. So he sent me to get my, uh, to get my nerves checked. Like all, you know, I went to a specialist, Yeah, all that came came back fine. Good. So then he sent me for a blood flow test where they hooked me up to a whole bunch of things to check all my blood flow. All that seemed fine. And nothing seems to, nobody can seem to figure it out. And, and it's just like, it's just, it's not. It doesn't really hurt that much, but every once in a while, I will get a, a really fast, sharp pain in a certain area of one of my feet, but then it goes away. But yeah. it's it's nonstop tingling, constantly. I mean, from the only time I don't feel the tingling is when I'm sleeping. But All other right. than that, it's just and it, it's just baffling to everybody. And I'm just wondering if there's anything I can I can do about it. I mean, I'm used to it now, but it still it still drives me a little crazy.
1: Yeah. So I, so I think the process is definitely underway so i mean you've ruled out that it's not a neuropathy due to something like uh diabetes like blood sugar you've ruled out that it's not nerve damage per se like in terms of an entrapment now the one thing that i will say about the nerve conduction test and those things number one they're not diagnostic for any spine related nerve problems so they're good for the the extremity but they also don't take into consideration positioning all the time and and that sometimes is important with what might be setting you off. So so that's that's that. So there's essentially where I'm going with this is there's other potential causes as to why you might have that, right? You've ruled out some type of uh issue related to vascular, some type of issue related to peripheral nervous system, and some type of issue related to um blood sugar. But there's many other things that can cause that type of uh um, that type of presentation, just as an example, liver issues, for example, can create that type of problem. Lung problems, if you're a smoker, making sure that there's nothing else going in the lungs can go on uh, can create that type of problem. Um, you know, even things like, and I'm not suggesting this for you. I'm just talking out loud or, or thinking out loud. Is uh, um, things like STDs, right? So HIV, AIDS, um, different types of uh, syphilis can create that type of presentation. Now, I'm not suggesting that that's what you have. I'm just saying that. You've done part of the diagnostic process in terms of trying to figure it out, but haven't gone the complete way. One of the most likely things that it probably is is just mechanical issue related to function, movement of the body, and something like that, where there's a breakdown over time. And well, and
4: been, I'm, I'm sorry, I've been told by by you know other people and 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 stuff like the specialists I went like to see. Maybe it's just due to my extreme flat foot, and you know it's been I'm 51 years old, and maybe it's just it's happened because of that, but also this might be a factor too. um, I've been a truck driver for 33 years. Right. So there you go. All the time. And you know, I I, I just don't know if it's something that could possibly be dealt with, or if it's just something that I'm going to have to live with, or should I keep
1: pursuing something? Based on what you've said to me thus far, I would say the next logical place to look is your low back, right? So if you're sitting a lot, like, do you have some type of of uh bony change or disc herniation putting pressure on that nerve with certain positions but you know this is come see me like this is the perfect example where and this is not for you to know right but this is for the healthcare professionals you've only gone part of the way in the diagnostic process Right. To just say, oh, well, it's nothing else. Well, no, it is something. Something is causing it. So you don't just stop once, you know, three out of 10 things have been ruled out. You have to. Well, what about the other seven things that can cause it? And so so I would say based on what you've told me so far with your history of truck driving um, and with what you're describing, the next logical place for me is checking out the the low back and, and see if there's some type of pressure that's happening there on the nerve that that's creating that symptom for you.
4: Okay, so the best thing to do would be to make an appointment with you that's right and sir discuss with you what what I've, what I've already told you what I've
1: already uh, yeah well we would I'll go we would go further yeah we would go in depth and and we would do a physical exam um, something new that for all my listeners I've also got a sports medicine doctor that works alongside me now so anytime any more specialized imaging or more specialized knowledge um, we can have access to that right away so yeah so give me a call and it's it's that easy
4: perfect then I'll be seeing you soon okay Thanks.
0: Vincent, thank you, sir. And for you as well, One eight five 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 five. Doctor 55 drlou info at paincarecanada.com, and we have plenty of time for you to call in just like that. Get your stuff out here, get some answers. Uh, from the get-go, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale, Dr. Pain Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You have questions about your health, pain, concerns, that's uh, what we talk about Every weekend here on the show four one six eight seven oh sixty four hundred star six forty on cell Dr. Lou here to answer your questions, get you on the right track to doing something positive uh rosemary how uh, good morning how are you fine, thank you good what's your concern
5: okay i've got um, a problem with my lower back is my very very yeah, down near the bottom, and the thing is is that somebody thought it was just a pinched nerve or something, but when I walk, I have no pain no when I sit down, I have no pain. Right. But when I walk, I can hardly walk.
1: Okay, because you get pain into your legs?
5: It does go down in my legs sometimes, yes.
1: Yeah. And um, how old are you, Rosemary? Uh, 76. 76. And have you had your spine x-rayed or any other type of imaging?
5: Uh, I had a uh, CAT scan.
1: And what did a it, while it show?
5: Ago. Um, I don't know what it showed. I never heard anything back from it.
1: Okay, well, I would follow up. Like, I mean... So one of the things when someone like starts to describe pain with walking but sitting is fine and it right. goes into the legs. So okay, before I jump to that, let me ask you another question: If you are walking, does walking cause like numbness, tingling, pins and needles, any type of weird neurological sensation into your legs?
5: No, just it's, it's like my legs are aching. I
1: can't. Okay, okay, aching, right? And then, but if you sit down, it gets better immediately or it takes some time.
5: No, immediately.
1: Yeah, so so that's usually something that's consistent with spinal stenosis, um, where the bones... So spinal stenosis is essentially where there's a narrowing of the holes where the nerves come out of the spine. Um, most often, it's due to just simple degeneration. Well, I shouldn't use the term simple, but just degeneration of the spine. And yeah. once those holes become... Uh, small enough it starts to put pressure on the nerve uh, based on position and based on the anatomy of humans there's more pressure in those on those nerves when we're standing or walking versus when we're sitting so your symptoms seem to be consistent with spinal stenosis um now again i would have to test that in order to to be certain i'd have to review the the ct maybe even take a new uh x-ray um uh, just to get some type of baseline or early or, or, or sorry, simple imaging to assess it quickly, but that those symptoms do sound consistent with spinal stenosis, which is that narrowing of of the holes where the nerves pass through. And so, um, you know, if that if that's the case, now that it's it's a, it, I'm not going to lie, it's not an easy thing, but it's not impossible to treat. Um, okay. And there are ways to get better. It's not an easy road. Um, and it's also not a full road to recovery because when that happens, that is that is what it is. it's It's sort of like think about uh, diabetes, you you wouldn't just take metformin one or two times or some other type of of pill and and be cured. You would have to manage it. and so that's what spinal stenosis might be. But step one is again, making sure that it is spinal stenosis. Uh, okay. but but just based on those quick questions, which seem to be hallmark features of, of spinal stenosis it seems like that's what the issue could be.
5: Okay, I just the thing is I had open heart surgery right. last December and nothing I was fine before that. Mhm. And just after this this year's been just terrible. I've been getting everything's been wrong with me. Okay. So I just you know what I mean I just get that I'm I'm to the point where I'm I'm very tired. I'm I you know I'm tired I can't walk. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean I I don't is there a question with that that comment, or that's just a comment you wanted to make?
5: That's just a comment. Yeah, okay.
1: Sorry. Yeah, no, fair enough. I just it wasn't sure if there was yeah. something um, between that. I mean, the reality is, you know, the unfortunate reality is you get older and these problems will start to happen. And and it could seem, like, don't think that the heart surgery would have caused spinal stenosis. Mm-hmm. That okay, it no. just may be correlation, right? And so right. that's a big thing, just because two things may coincide in time um, doesn't necessarily mean that there's a causation effect where one equals the other, right? So, uh, but you know, in having heart surgery suggests you have a heart problem, your cardiovascular system does matter towards how your body feels and the ability for muscles to use oxygen, do what they have to do. So that is an important thing to consider. Maybe there's a component where this is coming from that. I don't know. That's, that's where I would need to assess you in order to determine that. Like, when i'm just using your example to speak about exactly. spinal stenosis because that's what you can also get what's called vascular claudication which is similar to neurogenic claudication which is consistent with stenosis spinal stenosis the difference is, is you said that your legs feel better immediately so nerves will tend to feel better immediately if you take the pressure off of them versus blood flow issues will t- would take a little bit more time
5: okay okay Okay, so is there any way that I can make an appointment to come down and see you then? You absolutely,
1: absolutely. yeah, go for yep. it, John.
0: Rosemary, appreciate the call. <laughs> it's uh one eight five 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 Doctor Lou. That's D R L O U. Again, one eight five 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 Dr. Lou or info at paincarecanada.com. Jack will get to you and your calls as well. 416-870-6400. star six forty on sale. It's a doctor pain show. It's right here. Global news radio, six forty Toronto. It is eleven thirty one, halfway to go, so you still got plenty of time to call in, ask your questions. Uh Bring them on, 416 870 star 640 on cell. And uh, we'll mosey on. Jack, good morning. Uh, hi, good morning,
3: gentlemen. Uh, my question for you, uh, Dr. Lu, is I've been having a plantar fasciitis mm. for years now, for months at a time sometimes. I just got over an episode not too long ago. Uh, it's extremely, extremely painful for me, especially in the morning, I had orthotics done for me. Uh, what's kind of baffling for me is it just comes and goes for no reason that I'm aware of at least. And I just wanted to know what sort of remedies or what sort of steps I could take to try to to mitigate it when it does come on. I've yeah. tried, you know, rolling the cold pop can or the baseball or whatever it is to try, but that's usually temporary. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only good thing about it is I kind of learned to, to correct it by walking on the ball of my foot not to aggravate the pain in my heel cuz it literally feels like a like a nail is going mm-hmm. into my heel.
1: Right. And so besides orthotics have you done any other formal treatment?
3: Uh, no, I oh, went no. to see a, a chiropodist. Yep. Uh I was given orthotic, which which does help cuz Yeah. Throughout the day. So
1: so yeah, so so I think, I think from the get-go, the, the thought process is wrong. So, so orthotics should be, like, what's a good example here? If you have a foot that has a problem and you put an orthotic in, the orthotics should be designed to hold the effect of some desired treatment once you've removed the aggravation. Um, So that would be step one for me. So the home remedies, like the reality why you continue to have this issue is one of two things. Either the home remedies, like I'm not a big believer in home remedies unless it's like something small or for a management issue. But to try to solve or have a good handle on a problem, you need to deal with the right professional is is my opinion. And so if you've been having this consistently now for years and it's that bad... It's likely related to a functional issue, something that you're doing that you may be able to change that could provide some benefit. The second thing is you need to get it treated properly, like true physical treatment, um, because to just slap an orthotic in there is not going to solve... The problem. And, and I mean, that's not your fault. I It's just, it's a money-making machine. So it's easy to just give somebody that because there's a big price tag on it and there's very little work involved. And I mean, I do orthotics for patients too. I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't do them, but it's not, it's not just a standalone solution. So if you have this chronic issue, if you really want to manage it properly, I would say stay away from the home remedies right now and try to get this diagnosed properly in terms of what exactly is potentially causing this and what are the right things that you should be doing from a formal therapy perspective to uh at the uh, like you said mitigate what, what the impact it has on your life um day to day and and prevent uh exacerbations to be as bad or as as intense as they are
3: well to, to the best of your knowledge of what usually causes it because i don't have any extenuating physical sports or anything like that no it it's literally comes
1: and goes it's it's a break it's yeah it's a cumulative plantar fasciitis like we're we are on our feet all the time. Like to ask me what causes it is like, what causes low back pain? It's so hard to say. Like we are really not my best answer for any of those things is we are often not designed for the world that we live in in terms of from an evolutionary perspective and and the other thing is that a lot of people do things that their specific bodies are absolutely not designed for so like the example is I meet some people who are runners and it's like I look at them functioning it's like you should not be a runner like there, there's no nothing good in your functional track that would make running a good idea for you and that's the reason why some people become Olympians in certain things like Michael Phillips is is a, a world renowned swimmer and the best ever for a reason because his body they're built for that and and you and i can try and we're never going to do that because our bodies just aren't built for that and so it could be the shoes that you've been wearing the 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 pattern of the way you do things the way you sit the tightness on there's a million different things it could be uh but but that's where functionally assessing someone could at the very least help to figure out well what is it and what can you do to potentially change that
3: and is it normal to last sometimes for a week and
1: in- it's normal mm-hmm. for people
3: i had it from february until june
1: yeah so that just means it's not being it's just not being treated properly right that's what that means and you are the classic example of when people think that this stuff can just kind of go away that it continues to come back every time it comes back it might last longer it might be more intense that's the the chronicity right like that's where issues when dealt with early like i I, I had a conversation with a lady the other day who came in with a very, very bad scoliosis and now she's got all kinds of low back pain and all this stuff and it was never caught when she was young. Like, you know where these functional things should be most, like there should be formal programs in place where we look for these things when when our children are young because that's when we can intervene to truly protect and change. Um, and, and, and looking for some key things would be very, very important. So... You know, there, there's a lot of reasons why this could be happening to you, and, and I, there's also a very clear reason why it keeps happening is because it's never being treated properly. It's not, it's not being dealt with the way it should be. All you're doing is sometimes putting temporary band aids on it, and sometimes that band aid might be good for a month, sometimes six months. Uh, but you know, you, there's never a true solution being being implemented.
3: Well, what do you know about sound wave therapy? I was reading up on that. Shock
1: wave or sound wave?
3: Is it shock? I, I believe it's if I'm not mistaken, something to the effect of some sound wave therapy where, do you know anything about that and if that would all be applicable? I,
1: I'm not, I've am not. i never heard of sound wave. I think you mean shock wave. Okay. Um, okay. So,
3: well, how would that play in if that yeah yeah it's
1: it's a definitely the research for it around plantar fasciitis is very very good one of my uh my colleagues who's a medical director for uh, or a medical consultant for shockwave canada and he's an orthopedic surgeon we've had him on the show before so um yeah i know a lot about it and we do it at our clinics for for this type of issue if need be right like it it, it we, the difficult thing here is is when people want to start backwards where they want to jump right to here's the treatment i want to mm-hmm. do let's make sure i fit into that that's the wrong way to work at this you got to start from scratch like let's look at it let's pretend we don't even know it's plantar fasciitis let's just tell state the facts the facts are you have ongoing foot pain that consistently keeps coming back Let's figure out what's causing it. Even if it is, we deduce it to be plantar fasciitis. We got to start from scratch, and and we got to move that way, not backwards.
3: Right. Okay. All right. Well, now, thank you so much. No problem. For the information.
0: Okay. No problem. Jack, appreciate that. Uh, moving forward, one 855 55 Lou D-R-L-O-U, info at paincarecanada.com. We'll take a short break. More of your phone calls. Bring them on. John, I see you there. You're uh, you're up next, and you have time as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. It's a Dr. Pain Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. It is 1141. You have time. If you're uh, interested, want some answers, or at least get it started. Uh, 416 870 star 640 on your cell at uh, 1141 Saturday. What else is going on in your world, pal? Uh,
1: lots of stuff going on, yeah. I mean, so there were a couple of interesting cases um, that I saw this week as mm-hmm. well um, that I wanted to share. So I had a – and, I, and I, we, we sort of talked this about off-air, right, where so I had a person with uh, chronic low back pain came to see me, and uh, they essentially said, like, to summarize it, that if they couldn't get out of this pain, life was not worth living anymore. That that's how serious this yeah. was for them. And, um, and I basically said, okay, well let's go through what you've already done because this is obviously you've done stuff. You don't get to that point And, 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 uh, day one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Had been through lots of stuff, all kinds of, of injections, medications, you name it. She, she's done it. And it was, uh, and it was like, okay, well, have you ever done any good rehabilitation? No, right? Like consistent answer. And so I basically sat there. I said, listen, I, I'm going to give you an answer. You're telling me that that life is otherwise not worth living if you can't control this. You have two options left because you've done everything else, but you've never done good rehabilitation. Um, and and she mentioned that one time she had tried, but after she did the exercises, she was in a lot of pain. Makes sense. And, yeah. And it's like, well, that's exactly what's going to happen. And number two was the psychological component. And I was telling you about one portion where I, one of the things that I'll do, and I, and I almost don't like giving it away because then when I examine people, but I said to this lady, I said, can you come into the exam room? I said, bend down, touch your toes. She said, I, I can't do that. I can't I can't bend and touch my toes. I said, okay, sit up on the table for me. She sat up on the table. She was sitting, you know, and, and sitting is already a flex posture. Yep. Uh, but your legs are dangling. I took one leg and I lifted it up. I said, does that like hurt? in a pike position type yeah, of thing? Yeah, I said, does that hurt? She says, no. I said, okay. I grabbed the other leg, I lifted both up together. I said, does that hurt? She said, no. I said, okay. I'm going to support your back and sort of lift them a little bit more. I said, does any of that hurt? She said, no. It's fine. I said, well, can you tell me what the difference is between bending when you're standing and what I just did to you? Just the, the and position, she yeah. she was just blown away. And I said, and the only reason why I'm showing you that is not to to oh, I caught you. It's not a ridicule you. Yeah. yeah it's about what's called fear avoidance behaviors so people who have chronic issues develop what's called fear avoidance so they fear doing things because they think it will hurt them and it's not even based on fact it's not like well it does hurt it's just the belief that it will hurt They're prevents you from it. doing exactly yeah. and you have to a big component and that highlights that psychosocial component of pain you have to overcome that fear avoidance that fear of of these things and i and i educated her on hurt versus harm and we've gone through this not everything that hurts you is harmful, like exercises. In this case, of course, you're going to be in pain after you've done something to build up your core. That That's what exercising is. But that's not harmful for your low back. Versus sitting down and doing nothing doesn't hurt at all, but is incredibly harmful long term. Right. Right. So so that those two things are not always equivocal. It's not hurt equals harm. Sometimes it doesn't. And what you're looking for is avoid the harmful. And it's OK to do the hurtful things, especially if the hurtful things are 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 likely to lead to improvement. And that's what exercise is. And if you don't overcome that stage of going through that process, then good luck. Like you're never you're never gonna to get to where you need to be. And 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 the research is consistent when it comes to chronic low back pain. The best research we have, you gotta rehabilitate your core. You gotta and this is not talking about doing crunches. This is working on small intrinsic muscles that control the stability of your spine and then moving from those small ones to bigger prime movers. And this is a process and it's graded and it's not I wouldn't give you the same rehabilitation exercises that I'd give a 70-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. We would start it differently, and, and the advancement would be based on who that person is as a person, what their functional limitations are. You don't just do... It's not like a cookie-cutter cookie approach. Cutter, Here, right. Here's a piece of paper, and it has every exercise, whether you're 15 or you're fifteen. Yeah, yeah, go exactly. do it. Yeah, it, that's yeah. not the way graded exercise. There's an art form to it that you have to work with somebody... To do it. And one and one of the things that I hear consistently is, well, I, you know, like it's going to be expensive to see somebody. It's like, no, 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 no. You're going to be seeing somebody in my team once every two weeks to hear the exercises. Let's make sure you're doing them right. Let's spend an hour together right now. Okay, go have fun. Go do this for two hours. Diligently. Or, or go do this for two weeks diligently, religiously, all the time. Come back. Let's see where you're at, what's happening. Let's make it harder. Let's challenge your body a little bit more because that's what happens. Adaptation. You you can be perfect at that baseline exercise that we need you to do. But if you don't intervene to prevent adaptation in the body, then you're just going to be in the same place. And then I had a person one time ask me, well, after I've done this program, can I then stop? No, you can't no. stop. This is what you need to do. For the rest of your life if you want to be out of chronic spine related pain that is the best answer to it can you have slip-ups along the way yeah absolutely but if you want a true solution to chronic low back pain if you've had chronic low back pain and you think you've tried everything i can almost guarantee you that i've met very very few people that have tried the appropriate rehabilitation because if they have they often are not calling me If they've done it right, they've got it under control. They are managing it. They usually don't need to call me. But if you're listening now, you've got chronic low back pain. You think you've tried everything. You even think you've tried the exercise component. If you're still in pain, it means you haven't done it right. Give me a call because there is a way for you to find uh, a way out of that and and. And again, I'm not I'm not advertising a miracle here. I'm not saying you're going to do this in two weeks, you're going to be 100%. I'm even not saying that if you do it for two years, you're going to be 100%. Most people living with chronic pain aren't looking for 100% improvement. They're looking for 30, 40, 50, just so they can live. And that lady that I saw yesterday, her pain, she said, is an 11 out of 10, is what she said to me. And, and she said, if I could even be at 5 or 6, it would be like... New life. Like a miracle. And it's like, yeah, but that's realistic. And realistic goals are, are very, very important. There's no miracles here. There's nothing and none of it's easy. There's no quick fix. Like There's no gimmicks here. It's hard, consistent work. If you do the hard, consistent work around rehabilitation of the low back, you can improve your chronic issues.
0: I find it amazing how many people, when it comes to to rehab and doing exercises, they think it has a termination date. Yeah, well, it's the same thing with people with losing weight, right? Where yeah. you're,
1: it's, and we've we've done a better job when it comes to like the word diet and shifting the focus towards a lifestyle change, so yeah. that that suggests a change of an diet, ongoing, not on a diet. Yeah, yeah. It, an ongoing process yeah. that is forever, and if you deviate from that, then what? We just need to find a better way. Rehabilitation is a, is a is an ongoing process that you have to continue to do. It's the same as the cognitive behavior therapy. That's not something that stops. Yeah. You you do it still. Now you may not do these things in the same way all the time, right? Like even the rehabilitation, it doesn't mean that you're still you're now still spending an hour every day doing rehab like you were at the beginning of when you were doing this. Maybe now you can get through what you need to do in ten minutes because of how you know the good shape that you're in, all of those things. But it's by no means easy. There's no termination. This is consistent hard work and if you do it, you have a good chance of, of at the very least improving yourself to the point uh, of, of getting... And it's it's sad because I hear all kinds... And I hear programs even on this station about, you know, the opiate crisis and people in chronic issues. Like, the best research, th- th- no no other... Like, there's the medications, the surgeries, the, th- the physical therapies, like physio, massage, chiropractic. All of it plays in a very, very important role, 100%. But the one thing that's consistent, that if you truly want to get better and you have chronic low back pain is rehabilitation. Even neck pain is rehabilitation. In fact, I would argue with anything where you have a chronic issue, you need to be strengthening that area and rehabilitating it perfectly for you to have your best chance. And that's where the conversation should be at. We shouldn't be talking about anything else because if you can do those things, then that's your best chance.
0: Short break. Back at it. You have any questions or comments in that regard? 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Right till noon, Dr. Pain Show. Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is 11:52, last few minutes to go here Dr. Pain show by the way when the show is not on 1-855-55 55 Dr. Lou D R L O U write it down and in info at com. Paul thanks for uh, thanks for calling in fella how are you?
6: Uh good thanks.
0: What's uh what's your concern?
6: Yeah, like uh I have got like a uh, pains that uh, seems to move around. Like uh, my right knee mostly, and then sometimes in my ankles, and uh, right now in my uh, wrist, you know, like uh, sometimes my right wrist, and then uh, my left wrist,
1: Mm -hmm.
6: and, uh, you know, it seems to change, you know, like from one part of the body to the other. Okay. and. I was just wondering, what can I do about
1: that? Have you had it checked out yet by anybody?
6: Uh, th- 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 no, just by a uh, family doctor.
1: Okay, what That's what is has your family, family doctor, doctor said?
6: About him, and uh, he didn't really see anything much.
1: Right, so then, so then you have not had it checked out. That's where you need to start. You need to get this investigated to try to figure out what's going on. I can help you with that. You can come see me for. For an assessment, um, but that's where or you can also see your family doctor again. You could see somebody else. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to sell you on just me here, uh, but that's where the process needs to start. If you have these issues, that's what you need to do. You need to figure out well what potentially is it. Is it just the breakdown of the body? How old are you, uh, Paul? Uh, 68.
6: 68.
1: So I mean, you're not not you know uh, in your 90s. So the, there's got to be. So it's a matter of figuring out. Is it related to breakdown of the body? Is it something that's potentially systemic? Uh, or is it just osteoarthritis? Like, there's a lot of different things, but you need to get it checked out. And that's the, that's where you got to start. Otherwise, there's uh, there's no other place, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you don't get it checked out, then, then it's very hard for anyone to make a recommendation on what you could be doing.
6: Okay, because one thing I'd ask is, it, uh, is your uh, surface is covered by your hip?
1: uh some yeah some treatment services are covered by ohips uh some are not depending like you know if you need physiotherapy uh then that's covered through extended health plans, so it very much depends on what the service is
6: well i've got like uh, extended uh,
2: health coverage.
6: Yep. no oh, good okay. so uh,
1: yeah, so again, it very much depends. Like if I refer someone to a surgeon, that's covered by OHIP. So again, it, it very much depends, but we, I don't know, sometimes I, you don't have to have any coverage or any significant expense because it's just a matter of doing some stuff at home. There there might be things you could be doing on your own. So again, we, I don't jump to the conclusion on what the treatment is. I, I just start with where I know is the right place to start, and that's the diagnostic process.
6: Okay, it's because... Uh... I just wonder is because uh you know like if I come to see you, whether or not I had to pay you know like a bunch of money up front or not
1: no my my assessment when people see me is seventy five dollars but i I spend a long time with each patient, uh, but that's it, that's the only fee,
6: so if I come to see you, I gotta pay seventy five dollars
1: correct, yeah,
6: and that's not covered by your hip no or extended health care.
1: Uh you could submit it through your extended plan it might be covered. yes
6: okay and uh how could I get an appointment to see you?
1: call one eight five 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 Dr Lou or you can email me at info at paincarecanada dot com
6: and how long would it take to get an
1: appointment? So I so one of the things of what I do is I only do assessments. I do no treatment, which means I can get in people pretty quickly, usually within a week or two weeks.
0: That's the whole reason why I do this. Paul, appreciate that call again one eight five 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 five. Doctor Lou D R L O U info at paincarecanada.com. There you go. It's simple. Simple man. Come see me and 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 again. I mean,
1: I think one of the biggest things I had somebody call me yesterday. Um, as well. And and I was talking to them and they wanted to come see me. And they said, you know, one one thing, one of the reasons why I really want to come see you is it sounds like you explain a lot. And I just really need an understanding. And I said, probably the most important thing of what I do with my patient interactions is that I explain everything. Everything from what I'm thinking, like as we're going through it, all the way to what I'm doing, what I'm testing, all the way to what I think it is, what I think the plan of management should be. I really, really, really want People to understand, and again, I always go back to scientific evidence. One thing that is consistent in 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 the efficacy of any treatment is when the person understands and is educated, and and that is a big big deal. And so I make sure to do that part. My mate, my team makes sure to do that part because it's imperative. It's it it is it's so important that the that someone understands like. You know, it's the same thing. You wouldn't just go invest your money with someone and not ask anything and not understand. You want to know. You want to know, right? You want to know. And then, and it's very important. And and even if you're one of those people that says, well, I don't want to know for my health, it's wrong. You have to know. And if you don't want to know, or you don't think you can understand, make sure that someone is there with you that can understand and does want to know.
0: Till next time, you know the number. It's one eight five 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 five. 55 Dr. Lou, D R L O U. Email simple as well. Uh, info at paincarecanada.com. Use that number, get hooked up, make that appointment, and get on the road to where you should be. In a good physical place, at least, if not a mental one. Dr. Painchill back next weekend right here. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.